you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast is the Scott Zolak of Podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis and I am joined in a convention hall filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wesley, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up? I'm back! Connie! Hey! Connie! In a total rapport shredding moment as Connie was introducing herself, Greg just stood up on a stool in the middle of that <laughs> announcement of our show well, it, to do is, something that This is an audio program. I, I don't, you don't have to explain everything. I wanted to see if Zolak was so back there. Cameras. Because, yeah, they're going to you know cut it up for social, whatever. It's a podcast. <laughs> people are listening like, to it. I'm an anarchist. People, people are listening <laughs> to it in their ears, you know. And I wanted to see if Zolak was over there because it's, it's the rare time Thank you for explaining where we can the make, to us, We Greg. can make uh, a Zolak joke and be in Greg, you're right. We don't it. have to explain everything. Yeah. We are – yeah, we are about – and, Colleen, we're going to get to you because you haven't been on the show in a long time, but Greg had to make some comments. So we are a big guy. We had about – we're about 30 yards or so away from 98.5, the sports hub, the, and Zolak is doing a show all week from there. I don't know. He just left. If it's time to <laughs> We're stalking Zolak, him. I don't know. But, um, yes, here, we're here at what they call the Super Bowl Media Center, which uh, used to be known in the old days as Radio Row. Uh, I still call it Radio Row. But I'm an old timer. I think what everyone does. Yeah. I didn't realize the name changed. It, yeah, that happened a few years back. They they branded it as as the NFL brands everything. Colleen Wolf, uh, we talked about this on text. We don't like to talk on the phone. Right. A lot of texting though, and this is your first pod appearance proper since when? Since I think August. That's too like long. Like where I've been wow. sitting with you guys, which is crazy. Wow. I know. I don't think I've even seen you since August. I mean, outside of like uh, on screen doing screen things. You're right. Because on well, screen I haven't doing screen things. <laughs> just, I live on a screen now. It's so weird. There was the night out with Reggie Bush. Oh, that's right. The Thanksgiving Eve. Mark but yeah, wasn't there. Wasn't there. Oh, you're right. Well, I haven't had uh, weekends in Los Angeles since August, so it's all about to change. Look there at we this. Go. We're I back together, there's gang. Nothing, there's nothing quite like off-season Connie Fox because they really your career has taken off you've kind of uh, surpassed us which explains <laughs> a lot of why you're, you're not on the show Stop. anymore I mean you started ahead of us too but yeah she started ahead and then and then we kind of were catching up and then out of nowhere there was this rocket ride where it was she's out now of nowhere one of the top network um, talent and we're very proud of you Connie but um, it, <laughs> you know you. what happens with Colleen Wolf is they get they get a lot of use out of the Fox uh, from, let's say, what, August mm-hmm. through January. But Connie Fox offseason, it is a party from about February through July, and there are multiple trips around the oh, world. It cannot the be best. contained by the 50 Gonzo, no. Gonzo your husband, has a job in theory, although it just <laughs> seems to be a lot of just hanging out at home. He gets so underpants. angry at me because he has a <laughs> podcast that he does every Monday, and every Monday I forget that he's hosting the podcast. And I'm always like, wait, what are you doing? Where are you going? And he's like, I have a job, Colleen. You're not the only one who hosts shows. <laughs> um, so we're, about to, we're heading into Connie season, so that's exciting. So we're getting you right at the end of that. And uh, so the whole gang's back together. We're here in Atlanta. Super Bowl 53 is five days away. Uh, the uh, Los Angeles Rams and New England Patriots. And let's just set the scene. Uh, first of all, coming up today, we're going to go through all the news, and then we're going to uh, a, a return of a segment we debuted over the summer, uh, What You People Don't Realize. I'm excited about that to see, you know, what in Super Bowl week, it's like what has not been covered at this point? Well, we're about to uncover some things that people just aren't talking about. Dan told me mm. the delivery is very important with that segment. Maximum, mm, maximum okay. condescending so. attitude is what you're looking for. Um, and uh, But this week we're going to have um, our live show from City Winery uh, here in Atlanta, 
Thursday night. I think we're just about sold out, but check out the website. See if maybe if, you, if you're in the area, if you want to travel, see if you can snag a tic- ticket. Otherwise, you can go outside and scalp at an insane price. Greg, I know um, you, you like to live in the realm of kind of under underground seedy business dealings. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what the scalping industry is essentially. The move the move is to wait until the last minute if you're gonna scalp. I did that mm-hmm. with the World Series. You just mm. just show up there and have confidence that you're gonna get it last minute. I did have a friend that said they were like looking for concert tickets on Ticketmaster or on some ticket site, you know, for this week, and we showed up on the list. Wow. So that's Whoa. like we've probably made not Ticketmaster. We've made it. Um, Take that NFL now. Uh, <laughs> and, and weirdly, he said there were hundreds and hundreds of tickets still available. <laughs> well, that makes sense, too. Um, starting Wednesday um, through Friday, it is our – God, I'm going to get this wrong. Super Bowl live show? No. Nope. Mark Brady. Wrong. Shadowy League figure says no. Super Bowl today Ooh. is the name of the show. If you go – is that going to be on NFL.com, the homepage? Yeah, thumbs up. I don't How know what's going get on? that wrong. So uh, at noon Eastern – Everything's Thumbs up again. I'm learning in real time about our shows. <laughs> That's perfect for everyone age 50 to 60. Now, Colleen, I, n- to I know a desktop you, computer. I know your career has taken <laughs> off, but if you want to learn anything about hosting, just uh, yeah. Thank you. Wednesday through Friday, <laughs> uh, Super Bowl now uh, <laughs> at noon Eastern uh, on NFL.com. We'll be doing uh, uh, interviews with a ton of stars, including Mark. My stars, my wood. Sometimes you get the vapors, Mark Sessler. Baker Mayfield is on the docket. Oh, you're going to have the vapors. I normally do not sleep well uh, in general, but I've just honestly been feeling a little nervous about this and hot at all times. So I'm not sure how we'll go. I really? Had a, I had an yes. idea, by the way. Are you going to bring him cake? What I, if when he's Baker. He's like half your age. That doesn't matter. He <laughs> saved my team. What about when Baker uh, comes onto the set? What if, wordless, we all, Wes, Greg, and myself just stand up and walk away, and it's just the two Please of you. Please do it. Please. What would your pan- P scale be right then? <laughs> would you want it us to do high. that? Yes, I would. I actually would like to talk to him and have all of you far away. I just want I him to myself. Act, I think that could be a range. I don't want to hear about everyone else's stuff. I want to sit down with Baker Mayfield <laughs> for like two or three hours and just process the entire movement. I mean, I think that can be arranged. We have plenty of guests, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jamal Adams. Like I'll t- sit tons out of guests, Juju. Tons of guests all, all week. So I would be happy to have all of us sit out the baker another, and have a one-on-one. Are you kidding me? It would be terrible. Another, we all need to be there. Another funny move would be to uh, have Baker on the, and then cut Mark's mic. That would also <laughs> oh, be funny. No. What would you rather have happen? I would, I would take people out if that happened. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's just one of many guests. We have a ton of big-time guests on the dot-com show then i said the city winery and then of course <laughs> sunday night uh we have super bowl sunday coverage uh hopefully a patriots defeat to discuss for the second straight year hopefully hey you got to make the game to lose that is what they that say that is true all right you ready to get into the news though there's a lot to talk about i can't NFL. wait uh, uh, so let's do it. Ricky Hollywood, she's she's sitting crisscross applesauce is what they say now at schools, politically correct. That's how she's sitting right in front of us with a computer. Throw us into the news. Hey, Julian, have you ever heard of the Around the NFL podcast? What? Have you ever heard about the Around the NFL podcast? I have not. Okay, well, they're just really big fans of you, and I wanted to let you know. What is it called? Around the NFL. Around the NFL? Yeah. I appreciate it. Let's go. I'm going to check it out. That's fantastic. Julian <laughs> Edelman, who has never heard of our show, and yet his representatives desperately trying to offload overstock of their ridiculous T-shirts. Did you get a shirt? No, they took a bath on those T-shirts. They're trying to <laughs> offload it all. And uh, he doesn't know the show, but his agent does, apparently. <laughs> what? I thought you didn't even want a shirt anyway. I don't. I don't want to. I, mean, I told you I would burn it and put it on Instagram if I ended up. I mean, how shirt. much? How many T-shirts would you have to buy for a guy who's made tens of millions of dollars to take a bath on the the product? <laughs> Even rich people could take a bath on a business deal, you know, at any point. You I could want take a one. Bath. I'm gonna put it in my garage. I'm gonna hang it up. Yeah, my kids are excited. And I'm also my, my son one. loves the walk. The, they uh, will Patriots, disappear but. systematically from <laughs> each of your homes if you accept them. Um, that was Julian Edelman at opening night. That was Erica Tamposi, 
she doesn't have a mic. I would like to talk about how yeah. she felt talking to Julian, but maybe uh, we'll do that. She so loved it. Her heart was she's pounding. pounding her heart. Mm. Um, <laughs> opening night takeaways. Um, she's pounding her shirt from the Charlie Brown collection. <laughs> oh, no. She is going to come after She doesn't you. have a mic. She's saying that's not fair. <laughs> that's actually great. She, Erica, before the show started, buried Greg. Uh, saying his uh, his clo- his shirt was from Hot Topic, <laughs> which was a nice dig, and and Greg was silent for about a minute and a half afterwards. <laughs> so as He's we know, like, I don't even know what Hot Topic is. If you, yeah, if you come after <laughs> well, Greg, a very, true. a very common move with Greg is if you if you go after him, he goes quiet, he starts thinking, he's pensive. <laughs> And then he goes through the robot brain and figures out <laughs> how to deliver the return <laughs> fire. And then he zaps you. And uh, Erica, he went after the woman without a mic, which in today's times, oh, a woman can't speak for herself, Greg? You that feels dodgy, Greg. Bully her? Very dodgy territory Please. for you to wade into. She speaks plenty. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Open, <laughs> the heat night. between you guys. That's ridiculous. Opening night, uh, Greg, you were in attendance. Mark, you were there for a brief time. I heard you made a cameo. <laughs> I made a cameo. That's the best way to handle that event. Henry uh, Hodgson, uh, NFL UK Hank, uh, told me last night that um, he was entering the facility just as it was kicking off, and you were already heading back to the hotel. <laughs> well, Smart. I was like a 14 minutes on foot removed from the event when I saw Henry, and I, honestly, I feel like it's three years away from becoming the fire festival, and it added probably, <laughs> I think it honestly added two years to my, I don't mean Super Bowl livelihood, but my human life to leave when I did. Wait, I would love a little bit it, more of an explanation. Why, uh, why, why stay is it on the fire the, fest? Why, oh, yeah. Please. Uh, I think it is ripe for, <laughs> at some point, it just keeps getting bigger and more chaotic. It is ripe for something that goes totally over peak threshold and mm. has a total meltdown thing where everyone's sort of locked in. Probably be next year at, like, the Marlins Stadium. Everyone <laughs> locked in and they can't get out. And you got all these, like... Hot people and athletes like <laughs> loafing around, eating each other by the end of the night. Is it, it, it's <laughs> very, it doesn't sound bad. It was very, meals. very unique and very marked that he showed up like an hour and a half early <laughs> to stand on. And I wasn't there. I got there really late and to stand on the floor and then left immediately after it started. I didn't know how to get back to the hotel. And I knew if I went back to the hotel, I would never make it back to media night. So I checked the box um, as lightly as possible and, and danced out of there before it got uh Overly tedious. Well, let's get into it. Uh, Greg, you, um, you're you working on some uh, written pieces, I believe, and you, you talked with some lesser stars. You didn't really hang out around the risers where the big names were, but what were like some takeaways you had from the night? Well, from watching you know, the coverage of it, just how relaxed Tom Brady is. What a, and I, this extends from last week and really the Saturday press conference he had in Foxborough. It really struck me how contemplative he was and philosophical and enjoying the moment Damashek and I've talked about it beforehand but he he really does seem about as relaxed and happy and maybe it's just because this season doesn't have anything heavy attached to it there's no drama about a gate or there's no him and Belichick warring or it's just he knows how improbable it is that he got back after a tough season to to vindicate what happened last year at this stage, but he seems thrilled and about as confident as can be. I mean, it's routine for him. Right, but often he's the right. Super Bowl every year. But he's very edgy very often in these Do you think he is? settings. I don't find him to – I feel like if Brady's mastered anything at these events that can sweep other players away, that he has seemed pretty common on top this of it to me. This is going to sound like just Dan being bitter about the Patriots, but I honestly do believe why Brady might seem so laid back is – what are like? What are the stakes for Tom Brady and the Patriots? Obviously, winning the Super Bowl, yes. But if they win, does it teach us anything we didn't already know about the quarterback, the coach, the team? It's the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach, arguably the greatest team ever. If they lose, well, well, they made it back to another Super Bowl. He doesn't really have anything he needs to prove to anybody anymore. And I feel like that's different from even uh, the Atlanta Super Bowl. I feel like that was maybe when they had the great comeback against Atlanta – to me, that, that kind of settled any lingering doubt about anything about Belichick or Brady. Where are we at now in terms of stakes for the Patriots? I hear what you're saying, and that seems fair, but I think he would look at it like I'm a lifestyle pioneer, and I'm trying to prove you can do something at almost 42 years old. Ugh, I hate never the way you say that. Before. You're probably right, but it's true. is he looking at it from a brand <laughs> standpoint? No, I think he really thinks I'm doing something that's going to help other athletes in 20 years do this. Mm. And then even when you're watching Bill Belichick there, he looks so 
he looks genuinely happy, which is which is weird. Unsettling. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> you see him at every other press conference during the entire year, so annoyed at every single question. And then at this event, like he actually does smile, and I know that that's like a that's an annoying thing that people keep track <laughs> of how many times he smiled, but. Some of those smiles are actually genuine, which is strange to me. And Gronk's, like, breaking down insane dance moves just makes me feel like he's feeling good. Speaking like his body right. feels good. And, and to answer your thing on yeah. Brady, to use his words, he, he's saying now, like, he realized just, like, life isn't about piling up those Super Bowls or proving where you are Well, it isn't because history, he already did it. I guess, but that it's just the experience, that your life is an accumulation of experiences, and that's really all that matters I, to well, it. I are those, are, are, those, are those moments. And what, what is a greater experience for him than the one like he experienced in Kansas City? And you saw him act like a, a kid in that moment. And I think to share that with this particular team – He's going to enjoy that experience, and it's going to be a rough one if they lose it, but he's going to enjoy it all I the way. i got to stop there. you with one thing. I hear you. He, he has been reflective and shown all those qualities, but what a way to slow play everyone, including the Rams, to act like it doesn't matter to Tom Brady. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean it doesn't of, matter. I can't think of anyone who has a bitter, more bitter pill in their mouth from last year's game less than a year ago than Tom Brady and the way that went down. I think he – absolutely wants this as much as any other game he's but ever played But both of those in. things can be true. I mean, yeah. I think Well, then they're both true. But, I mean, you got to be giving me a break with this. Um, like he's, he's someone looking back on his life. But he's three he's days I, away from the I biggest game of his I don't think he's looking career. back. I mean, I think that's how I think about my life now is that, like, the only thing to me that really matters is, like, accumulating those 30 seconds. Or maybe it's a day, those moments that mean something to you. And he knows enough about himself that, he's in that position we're talking about a quarterback who has described losing as a quality of life issue he really believes that that his life is worse if he loses and his life is i mean he's married to a supermodel it makes <laughs> together yeah, what, that, 100 million how does that make him unique by the way that lo for a professional athlete that losing is a quality of life issue i don't think a lot of quarterbacks of like feel, that. think that way it doesn't make him any but i don't know no, i've never I know, heard another I know player this is hero that. worship week for brady and legend worship week well here's but he's not that different than here's why a lot of players. He's, he's he is because he's experienced things no football player has ever come so how about ever somebody else gets to experience it right i mean i'm just saying christ no, no one's the best no one's ever <laughs> been to their ninth super bowl at 41 years no one's had all those wins no one's had all those losses like he's Doing a path that's going to be a, a long path. He's been able to have this experience in so many different ways for himself. And right. so it's nice, I'm sure, for him to be able to have that luxury. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Guys, God, you know it. You're terrible at taking care of your health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable, quote, rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a Dr. West. I know that was you before cancer, too. Absolutely. And I think it's other people on this row. Mark hasn't been to a doctor in like 30 years. I don't trust doctors. That's right. But, well, you did land in the hospital, though. Uh, there was one time when I had to go. <laughs> because we didn't watch our health. Because you didn't go to the doctor. Yeah. Now, see, that's what we're getting at Point here. Point made. The, uh, and, uh, you know what? Uh, transition into uh, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Studies show 70% <laughs> of guys. In a seamless transition, we were so, it was. We were, we were wow. so baited into this by Dan. You act like I read this copy before. Uh, studies show 70% of guys who experience ED, they don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face -face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash around, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that most guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's easy to take care of. For a free online visit, go go to GetRoman.com slash around. That's GetRoman.com slash around for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash around. All right. And, um, we should talk the Rams a little. Nicole yeah. Roby Coleman, who, of course, uh, was involved in one of the most famous plays of the decade, uh, the non-call. Uh, he got fined. Uh, not only did he not get called uh, for you know, pass interference, 
He also got fined for unnecessary roughness, uh, Wes, on the play that cost the Saints uh, essentially a shot at the Super Bowl. And then he gets to Super Bowl week, and he's the guy that gets roped into uh, making the first controversial statement, uh, quote-unquote, uh, about Tom Brady uh, saying that age has, quote, taken a toll on the quarterback. If you watch the tape, he's not the same guy uh, that he was o earlier in his career. Uh, and then something interesting at opening night happened, uh, which was I was watching the telecast, and Les Snead is at the dais for NFL <laughs> Network. So good. And, um, and clearly Les is a little annoyed. They're talking about Coleman's comments. And they're like, well, now we have Dion with uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman. Let's listen. So Les Snead, is, his boss, is listening to him to say, don't say anything stupid. And this is how uh, Coleman walked back those comments. Only thing I said was his age is the only thing that changed from, from now to here. And I feel like his, his, uh, his skills and his, his arm is still strong. He's still the GOAT. He's still the legend. That's what I want to get across. Elsewhere in media night, anybody have anything else? Yeah, I thought he nailed it. Like, his analysis was the best analysis I've heard from anyone on Tom Brady all year. And then he had to walk back because he's afraid of Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, it, like, Michael Brocker said the same thing last night. Or afraid night. of being the story, which right. the, the team, obviously, the Rams probably pulled him aside. He's like, bro, pipe down. We don't need that in the, uh, on the bulletin board. Michael Brocker said the same thing <laughs> last night. He said he's not the same at 42. He added a year to his age as he is at 24. It's like that. That's just obvious. Or that's yeah. a great prediction, and he's talking about next year. Uh, Gronk uh, had his own riser. It's a cast system opening night where it, your human value is kind of judged by whether or not they give you the riser. Gronk gets a riser. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a legend. Uh, we have this sound from Gronk. He, but he, had, he didn't want to talk about retirement. There's a lot of speculation that this is going to be his final game on Sunday. He didn't want to talk about that, but he is still a guy. Gronk likes to party. Oh, yeah. We got Shaq's Funhouse Friday night. And who says I'm not going to his party? Hit up Shaq. Tell him I'll be there, baby. I bet you he'll get a little little crazy, a little excited. We had a good time together. Uh, I'll probably be on his shoulders again. I mean, it's just two days before the Super Bowl. I'll probably be there till 5 a.m. Speaking of Shaq, <laughs> he's going to be on Super Bowl today, Thursday. Scheduled guest. We're going to talk to Shaquille O'Neal. Ooh, that's, that's exciting. Fun. What's Super Bowl today? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's starting tomorrow. Hypothetically, that we're involved with. Um, Brady, by the way, circling back to Brady, uh, he uh, told Jeff Darlington, our former NFL media colleague, that there is zero chance that he retires after the Super Bowl. Speaking of overplayed uh, media stories and things getting hammered into the ground, Mark, uh, Sean McVay made the mistake of telling Peter King what? Yeah, the little nugget that, you know, oh, uh, Belichick and I, we've exchanged texts. And then by the time you know, which that happened, and it's kind of intriguing yet not shocking because they're in a small fraternity of people that respect each other. And he watched the Rams-Vikings game from earlier in the year. Belichick and said, hey, think your team's explosive. But it turns into this thing where everyone's saying, oh, you guys are best friends. And they're up on the stage together. And even the look on Belichick's face is like, I pr he probably doesn't text anyone more than, like, <laughs> twice a month or something. Like, are you suddenly pen pals from 1986? McVay no. was so embarrassed. Yeah, he, he wanted it gone. He wanted it That gone. was a rookie mistake, a Super Bowl yeah. rookie mistake. You don't yeah. tell anybody anything interesting, These especially early in the week. These I like I liked his bomber over. jacket, though, by the way, which was oh, amazing yeah. to see him in the bomber jacket and jeans next to Belichick. Light jeans in, and the white sneakers. The yeah, yeah, exactly. You get that at Hot Topic. <laughs> hey, nope. did you guys know that Sean McVay is 33? I hadn't heard that, but how old is Bill Belichick? 66. He's half the age. Oh, oh. my God. We should talk about that. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady's 41, not 42. And w as we know, the hashtag uh, bet against us um, – slogan got thrown back in the throne of Sleaze's face and people rejected it so they had to cook up a new slogan ahead of the Super Bowl Greg and Tom Brady in the going away party before they got on the plane to Atlanta <laughs> was happy to try to get a new viral marketing scheme off the ground after the horrendous embarrassment of bet against us we're excited I hope you guys are excited and as Des said let's let them hear it all the way down to Atlanta we're still here! 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 All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brady, to paint a picture, he, after he finishes this, this uh, chant, he, he tosses the mic to Zolak, who drops it. Uh, but Zolak is so smitten 
by the We're Still Here chant that he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably hear us right now. Scott's bigger than me. You could fit, like, I think Greg, Wes, Mark, and Colleen inside of Zolak's body. <laughs> so I don't want to an- egg him on too much. Um, so they go, we're still here, which is almost, Greg, a taunt. Let's just be honest. The people, all the people, that, the millions of people that don't want the Patriots here, it goes beyond, like, some type of, like, uh, mobilizing battle cry and more just like f you guys. Yeah, I think that's what they've. they've that's nice. They've that's taken nice on. That, that, that's where we're at now. Uh, like, but that is. I mean, listen to this entire, you know, preamble and podcast. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so tired of them being here because they're past the expiration of what everyone expected. Everyone really thought all season that they were finally gone, and we talked about it a million times. So the fact they're here is. Like, the annoyance level is at an all-time high, I feel like. Yeah, I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, it's Patriot season. Um, Greg, you are you like to go so to some of the fancy pants um, media events and rub elbows with the Peter Kings of the world. Will you be at the Roger Goodell uh, press conference tomorrow? When is that? I don't know. But that's when they're going to address. If we don't have anything to do at the time, I'll go. It's right in the That's building. what I mean. I feel like that's right up Rosenthal's alley. That that's when the NFL will finally, at last, uh, potentially address the blown call Ooh. from the NFC Championship game, which is this is a story, Greg, that's been picking up traction. That the NFL, obviously, uh, Sean Payton immediately after the game uh, had stated uh, that he had made a call to Ron Riveron, the VP of officiating, who said they blew the call. Uh, but we have not heard anything from the league and uh, Benjamin Watson. Uh, on Twitter expressed frustration with that, and you've seen that pop up in different places. The expectation is that Goodell will address it uh, on Wednesday. What's he going to say? That's what I mean. I Why is, I what is the it's not yeah. tumult up over? I think it's stale at, by now. By Tuesday of Super Bowl week, I think it's stale. And well, according to who? A Patriots fan, it, I'm sure. No, I, the Patriots it's, have it's nothing to do with stale. it. I'm tired I would of say, about the Saints. I would say two days ago it sort of started getting stale. And, yeah, peop, people have moved on because every, it's already had kind of the counter argument, which is like, wait, the, the, the NFL admits that they're wrong all the time. What is that going to make any difference? They, they've said that a million different times. And, of course, he's going to say it tomorrow. It's, mo- it's one of the more boring controversies. Because it's not like Nothing's anyone is denying, right. and but no one's denying. It's such an obvious call. There's nothing to say about it. Like I think, of, of course, of course, they, they called the coach before he even got to the press conference and said it was the wrong call, and then he announced that they said it. So well, what I, does I mean, it matter? I if, don't know who you're. Pre- uh, you're not preaching to me. I'm saying if you read people around the game uh, are surprised and annoyed that the NFL has not publicly owned up to this. Yeah, I would say at the end of last week, end of the weekend, but it's kind of past, and they'll, they'll, act, they'll ask about it, and they'll say it was the wrong call, and mm-hmm. what, is it gonna, what is that going to help anyone? It's not going to change anything right now, but I guess going forward it will. Everything that he says carries more weight when he says it. I will be interested to hear what he says about what they're going to do in terms of changing replay. I mean, that's absolutely on the table, and that's like the conversation – I think that's going to dominate the, the owners' meetings when we're there. Um, and in other news, uh, Seth Wickersham of ESPN um, dropped a long, 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 long feature on the inside story of the Cleveland Browns over the last few years. It centered mostly Mark Sessler around, uh, well, it covered a lot of things, uh, but kind of the bigger picture was the uh, Haslam's, Jimmy and D Haslam what their effect has been on the organization and the their inability to kind of get out of, out of their way. I figured you read that with a lot of interest. Uh, what were your thoughts about the piece from Wickersham? First on tone, because I think Wickersham specializes, and I every time he r- writes something, it's like you have to click into it and cancel your morning plans to check it out. He drops A-bombs, and they're long-researched, uh, you know, slow-brewing reports with lots of sourcing, and they are – we're almost like as fetching as like a, de- a short detective novel because you're going to get facts and stuff that you've never thought you'd get. And I thought he delivered um, on some accounts with the Browns one, but in contrast to the Patriots one that came out a season ago, that seemed almost perfectly timed to amp up the controversy around the Patriots and tweak them just in time for their stretch run. With the Browns one to me, and I, this is not, I'm not saying this just as a Browns fan, it felt a little bit ill-timed. Like, it could have been something as that would have been a total heat seeker that came out before the season. Um, it didn't really capture, I thought, some of the 
changes that have happened when you get a franchise quarterback, it effectively uh, put you ill at ease if you're a Browns fan around Browns ownership. But I don't think that's a there, – there were details that were new. I don't think it was a tremendous revelation that ownership, even by their own words, had been an issue in Cleveland. There, there is one tangible difference that they did mention at the end of the article, that for the first time ever you don't have a coach and GM both reporting to Haslam, at least in terms of the org chart. It's the first time the GM has hired a coach. It's the first time the team seems to have buy-in with the coach from inside, and the coach will be reporting to John Dorsey. So there, I guess coming out of this season, there's a lot to cling on to and be hopeful if you're supporting the, a supporter of the Browns. And this article in the past would have sent me into a dark mood, and I kind of just said, fine, I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so like a like kind of dark, but not as dark. not really. It honestly like I thought there was really good research in it, but it's like you can't it, all, all of this stuff. Right, it just felt a lot of a it little, was pre John Dorsey. Like it, right, it was sort of pre all last season, and, and you can't really wipe away. I think the momentum going forward, they still have to be better than seven, eight, and one. This is one of the best reporters in the business, and like you said, yes. he's very well sourced. I just thought most of the article was like 2017, 2018. It didn't bring much new to me, and I think they played up the pot shots and the sensationalism a little bit too. Like I don't think we needed the hashtag about the porn accident or whatever. <laughs> like that that was solely in there just to take a shot at the Browns. I did c- I feel mean, it's bad. Too, it's too good of a detail. Well, what is out? I yeah. mean, what's the detail? They it was a hashtag DP for dog pound, and they projected it on a screen in the room and it was in up the, for like at the complex at the Browns headquarters. It was up for like twenty wall. minutes and you know everybody apparently got a big kick out of it and you gotta put it in a two thousand nineteen article now I guess. I, I would argue know. bad it was, hashtag. It like was that could mean a billion just different a, things. a little more clarity. The the hashtag led to videos and photos being projected on this giant wall in the Browns facility of an X-rated nature, <laughs> um, which is, I think it's a funny little flavor yeah, color Listener, of it. you do the math. Yeah, and I don't know. What I took away from the article was I, the timing of it's perfect because it's like of all these the terrible things that have happened with the Browns, well, where the story ends is, and it might be okay now because now you have uh, Dorsey who's done a nice job so far. You obviously have the young star quarterback, and maybe, just maybe, the Haslam's are, are getting out of the way now. Um, so that that's the positive spin of it. The if I, if I was a Browns fan, the one the one thing that I take away is God. I hope I hope things are okay now because there's a lot of evidence that he might not be able to stay out of the way. That's fair Jimmy because Haslam. we don't have. There's always in the next chapter, and if the next chapter doesn't continue to build off this brief uh, positive one year, you know buffeted by 20 awful years before. Because he's hands-on. Right, uh, he's hands-on. not involved with the, the flying pile of J in the way he used to be. So the Browns are his least. baby. Yeah. Uh, they're his baby, and will he be able to stay out of the way ultimately? Yeah, That's it, the question. It felt like the whole thing was just about the Haslam's being new to ownership and all of the mistakes that they sort of made along the way. Two things kind of st- uh, stood out to me in this one. One, that I kind of felt bad for Ray Farmer in in this piece, just listening to the fact that, Mm -hmm. yeah, he didn't even interview for the GM job. And after Joe Banner and Mike Lombardi were out, it was just like Jimmy Haslam was like, hey, you're hired. And so he kind of knew from the jump that he was going to be, him and Petten were going to be the ones kind of blamed for everything going wrong. That, and then also on top of it, that, Jimmy Haslam seems so impulsive with his decisions, and yeah. he doesn't have a whole lot of patience at all, but he did have the patience to watch Hugh Jackson go 1-31. Like well, that. well, the <laughs> fact there, – there were pretty interesting details, and it wasn't as salient because they finished the season strong, but if they had finished 3-13, thir- and 13, then it would have felt better timing. The fact that he was the only one that wanted Hugh Jackson and four other people mm-hmm. in the front office wanted Sean McDermott, that was a new – fact and really throughout the article that Haslam was really the one guiding all of these hirings and firings that the GM didn't have much say to me was telling and and it does would worry me about the future that pattern cannot continue and you have to wonder if there if there is a growth pattern to becoming an owner where you hit a point where you say it's time to listen to football people and football people alone uh, we'll see that's that's my point. We've been talking about that very thing on our podcast for three or four years. But it was even Haslam worse. Is the it, one driving this. Yeah, and we w- it was maybe even a little worse than you would have thought, just because you got some of the details of like the capricious nature of the, you know, the the way it happened with Farmer or even Joe Banner, like the way they were fired, just kind of blindsided, showing mm-hmm. up to dinner and having just the whole thing. Was I crazy. talked to uh, Wickersham uh, last night actually, and there is a 
a very high-temperature Jets piece coming out next week, so get ready for that. <laughs> I'm excited about that. I'm sure it would be great. And now a word from our sponsor. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with theblacktux.com. The Black Tux offers the kinds of suits and tuxedo styles that would normally be wildly expensive to buy and you might only wear once. With Black Tux, simply rent them online so you can blow it out for your big one-time event and take your style to the next level. With the Black Tux's free home try-on, you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. If anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will send you a replacement right away. Returns are simple. Just wear it, turn heads, then send it back three days after your event. Shipping is free both ways. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com and enter code AROUND. That's theblacktux.com around for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. Uh, Connie, you ready? I'm ready. It is time for some <gasps> odds and ends. I can't remember how to do it. <laughs> odds and ends, odds and ends. Hey, everybody, tell your friends because it's time for odds and ends. Now, shoot! Man, oh, that was good. Nailed it. I give you that's a seven point eight out of ten. Wow, you're a good. That's a great grade. You're a half Am I a on beat. a curve? <laughs> it was a half a beat behind at the mm -hmm. end there, but what much about the, better. How about the tone of it? How about the, the tone, tone was good. The tone, singing tone. Tone was fine. I can okay. tell you've been doing a lot of live television work because here in this chaotic <laughs> setting that we're in, you did one of your best performances yet. That was so I uh, performed really well under pressure and under the lights. Now like, remember, like Gronk, half a beat behind, but then you find it. By <laughs> and the then end. I got there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, remember, you get one more chance at the end of the segment. Oh, Odds and ends. Here great. we go. Uh, real quick, let's spin through this. Greg, Hall of Fame. Um, the voting, the announcement comes at the end of this week. You love that event. Who's going into the hall, you think? Ooh. I, I have no idea. I'm I've I've done a power rankings. All right, let's hear it. Ed Reed number one. Uh-huh. Great call. Tony Gonzalez number two. No brainer. And I've got Champ Bailey number three. Uh, he's gotta be, right? One of the defining corners those of the are the Those three are the three that no I think brainers. too, yeah. Who's this, who would be somebody that, you know, could sneak in, somebody that's been How on about the ballot? Isaac Bruce. Isaac Bruce, and I thought Steve Hutchinson, former Seahawks and Vikings guard. It's a Patriots mm -hmm. week here. Ty Law and Richard Seymour in, their, in the final 15. Seymour might be mm -hmm. tough Tony to break Baselli through. But maybe? Ty Law, I think, could have a, a chance. I feel like Jets legend. Just, they just, it's, it's not fair, but they feel like the Patriots are underrepresented. Our coworker had that big moment in the first Rams Patriots. How Super about Bowl. Gil Brandt, our coworker? Mm. Well, he's yeah. definitely in. Well, um, so I got they, that correct. No, they, they have I'm to. Out. They have I already to, knew that. No, they have to approve it. Yeah, they have I to mean, approve it. it is at, oh, at, you're right. Yeah. The, and, and I'm right again. Wait, I, who, would, who would say, actually, no, Gil, we've changed our yeah. mind. Well, they have we this, will not approve it. They have this Veterans <laughs> Committee right. thing, and you have to get 80% of the vote, I believe, on Saturday when they vote. And there is one, and it, it's only been this process for five years, and there is one guy who made it this far and then got shut down. Wow. Oh, so Paul Tagliabue? I had two guys then, I think. You're right. I think Tagliabu did make it this far one time. Pat Bowen's in that same. It's not, it's not a total too. lock. Um, all right. Uh, also, Ian Rappaport reports that the Redskins are planning to be without Alex Smith in 2019. Connie, give me something quick there. Oh, hey. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they. What are they going to do? I don't know because it's like. Got to draft somebody, I right? saw that brace, too, and I know you were talking about it on the podcast, and that that looks horrendous just to, to, to see it in person like that or, or just, you know, picture of it. But you don't even know if he's going to play next year, so you kind of have to plan and maybe draft a prospect and bring somebody else in. Maybe uh, uh, Joe Flacco is there. Maybe I mean I know that, I know you've mentioned Nick Foles so many times, but that's the same division as the Eagles. I I can't imagine that that would end up happening. All right, uh, Antonio Brown has not closed the door on a return to the Steelers. That also according. Uh, to rap sheet. Mark, you want him out of the division, right? Get him out of here. Sure. I mean, it's the second year in a row that the Steelers have laced us with an off-season storyline based around a star player that's going to have four to 500 articles written. And we're <laughs> like, there really is a time that we can just find out what will happen here. Why, not, why do we need to mix up with this until we just know? It's going to happen at some point. Cam, oh, man. Cam Newton, uh, Cam Newton undergoes uh, <laughs> shoulder surgery. Uh, uh, maybe not as serious as uh, was initially feared. 
Uh, do we have any updates on Cam Newton? Are they going to be able to start the season with their franchise passer? They say they'll he'll be ready for OTAs, but these off-season timetables are always overly optimistic, including the one that Cam Newton had just two years ago for a similar surgery. But this doesn't seem like an Andrew Luck situation, which it doesn't. But it's a, show, it's a human body. You don't know what's going to happen. happen. I do, actually. Human He'll be body. Fine. Yeah? It's a human body, and he'll be okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, Nick Folk signs with the Arizona Hotshots of uh -oh. AAF. It's happening. It's coming. Saucy. Connie, what if somebody offered you half your current salary, so something in the seven-figure range, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. to um, <laughs> jump no, no summer of Connie to jump right into lead anchor coverage of the AAF? Would you take the gig? No. Three you don't have to leave salary. this job, though. You can keep this job and just. But I don't get the summer of Connie. No, you lose the summer of Connie. Uh, Think about it. Well, either you're not materialistic or you don't need the money. I would love the money. <laughs> the money would be great, but yeah. I like the summer of Connie a How lot better Con's, than money. Gonzo hosts two podcasts a week. There we instead go. Of one. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> the money might not be the same. <laughs> and um, finally, uh, Greg, I know you are plugged in on this. Please give us an update on the health of Pat Patriot, who was senselessly cut down uh, mm. in his prime by Jets star, nay, legend, Jamal Adams, who tackled <laughs> him from behind, uh, leading to reports that Pat Patriot, the mascot, was hospitalized, which was clearly floated by the Patriots to make it a more serious-minded story, as they are wont to do. Uh, turned out he just got checked out, but his neck hurts and his back hoits. <laughs> Oh, and he's so he okay? sore. I hope he's okay. Any updates on Pat Patriot? <laughs> I mean, no, no <laughs> updates on that. But he's in better shape than the, the Pro Bowl trophy that Jason oh. Witten took apart. Oof, that yeah. was one of the defining moments so of the 2018 <laughs> really season. And one of the things that has made me most happy <laughs> in this calendar year. It was an amazing It was moment. such a perfect bow on uh, what was an S sandwich of a year for Witten. So you don't. I don't. I'm not happy that it happened to him, but it is kind of perfect. The trophy <laughs> part, you can be happy for. That was just a funny moment. The fact that he didn't know like what team Eric Ebron uh, was on is a little. Bit it's uh, on his helmet. He knows the logo was on he his knows. helmet. Poor uh, Witten, you feel bad for him because he just you clearly gets a little scrambled. And what Greg's referring to is Ebron catches a touchdown in the Pro Bowl, which, by the way, I don't. Did anybody watch again? I, I watched about a half of it at the airport. I was glued to it. Yeah, it didn't seem like anybody was really running. I would say that like, it was like in the rain. Negative. It was it's, in the rain. It's the yeah. first NFL game I've seen where the line play between like eight or nine, ten beefy men <laughs> basically <laughs> reminded me of when you're like in high school trying in between classes just to get from one class to the next. Just sort <laughs> right. of slowly dodging people. No major issues. I think issues. it's time. Are we allowed to talk about that? It's probably time, time to make this game go Kill away. Me. Mark, is it okay? Mark Brady, Shadow League figure. Can we say that it's okay to make the Pro Bowl go away forever? I, I think that we should keep the – I think the Pro Bowl is great. I love the skills competition. I love, yeah. like, the oh, obstacle yeah. course. I love, like, dodgeball. The game is, like, like Von less Miller, fun. Von Miller fired – they used him as a quarterback in the skills challenge. That I enjoyed. I would like That's to fun. see more defensive linemen yeah. playing quarterback in situations. So, Witten, yeah, Patrick Mahomes threw a touchdown to uh, Eric Ebron and, and Witten said – you know, that was a connection that worked all year. That's been his guy all year. <laughs> this isn't a position I usually take, but isn't this one of those things where we just say, hey, it's meant for 12-year-olds, not adults, and maybe we can just look the other way? Eight million people okay. still watched it. Yeah, It's fine with me. Let's do that. Yeah. It's for 12-year-olds. I, like, I realize there are movies that aren't meant for me, and people watch them. That's what's happening in the news. In fact, that's the end of Odds and Ends. Hit it. Odds and Ends. Odds and Ends. Hey, everybody, tell your friends, odds and ends. Ah! Oh, so you didn't account that you started a beat later, mm. so you, you didn't it's, make up that time. It's timed weird. I think it's a it's an oddly timed to uh, song, and that's really the root of the issue. blame his tools. That piano, it's the same every time. <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys <laughs> might be changing it. Uh, that, that would be diabolical <laughs> if we changed it by, like, like four-tenths of a second every time you did it. And now, Mark. More words from our sponsors. More words. Clean up your remote control clutter in time for the Super Bowl and Control Center by Cavo. Plug in your steamer, sound system, cable or satellite, even your game console. And Control Center, it does it all. Control Center simplifies your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote with voice control. Don't fumble with different remotes or run out the clock with messy search results. 
Ugh. Just say what you want to watch and Control Center will take you straight there. One universal voice remote controls it all, so all you need to do is say, watch, any given Sunday, in quotes. And Control Center by Cavo handles the rest. Be the MVP of your Super Bowl party with Control Center so you can what finally... What does that mean? MVP, what does that mean? Most valuable person. Oh, thanks. Well, you're not playing, so you're just a person in this case. So you can finally get your off AV duty and bring the joy back to watching TV. Please talk about your personal experience. I think it's great to use it. I use it all the time at my house. Shop now just in time for Super Bowl Sunday and get 40% off Control Center with promo code AROUND. That's $59.95, 40% off. Regular pricing of $99.95. Control Center is available at C-A-A-V-O. Dot com and Best Buy, Control Center by Cavo, one remote that does it all. All right, that's what's happening in the news. All right, now it's time to talk about uh, subplots that people aren't talking about. Ooh. We call this seg what you people don't realize. And this is where we try to be um, as humanly unlikable as possible in getting across mm. a football point that perhaps that's others haven't spoke of. That's just a normal segment for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That is true, Greg. So why don't you get us going and, and, yes. and let the master uh, teach the rest of us. What you clowns Ouch. haven't thought about when looking at this game <laughs> is, that, is that Jared Goff has not faced a defense that gets multiple for quite a while, that he hasn't had to solve the types of problems that the Patriots' defense is going to present to him on Super Bowl Sunday for quite a while. And the last few times that he did against Detroit, who really did a nice job mixing up things, certainly Chicago, where New England doesn't have uh, the same personnel, but also Philadelphia, who did some similar aspects with their defense in terms of movement before the snap and the way they were blitzing. This is a very creative, crazy Patriots defense up front where you don't know where the pass rush is going to come from. Dallas didn't do that at all, and Goff didn't have to do much in that game, period. He did, did it well, what he had to do. And I was surprised when I looked back at New Orleans was a very basic pass defense where you pretty much knew what they were going to do snap after snap. I need you to be more condescending, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wrap it up. You guys look at the Patriots defense like this is somehow going to be an easier test to New Orleans, but Bill Belichick with a week off, forget about it. You clowns don't understand. Mm. Oh, Good idea by the Saints to not employ any multiple elements to their defense in the most critical <laughs> yeah. game in franchise history in years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, the, to that point, I mean, it's not like other teams haven't tried that. I just feel like in this, these playoffs, the, this last little run that Goff has had, where he's played well, San Francisco, Arizona, Dallas, and to a lesser extent, New Orleans, which did a good job against him overall. But it was basically they lined up and you knew what they were doing. They didn't present as many things that Goff had to solve before and after the snap that the Patriots will. And I think if that's an area, there's an area the Patriots want to attack, that's it, Goff, Goff's brain. Goff's brain. They're attacking his brain. I mean, he's a 24-year-old dude that hasn't played that Got much Got a lot NFL. to prepare three for Three years there. ago did not know that the sun rose in the east. So uh, fair point. there <laughs> may be ample ground to work with here. <laughs> um, Colleen, your okay. turn. What you people do not realize. Oh, she's going to be That look on your face, that's unfriendly. <laughs> you know what? I'm channeling my mom because <laughs> she calls us you people all the time. <laughs> what you people don't realize is James Devlin is – the most important running back in this game. What? He's the most <laughs> important <again>? back. <laughs> this again? In this game. Oh, like, oh, what? You don't think fullbacks snaps. are important? Look at look at what you people are thinking She's right so now. Unpleasant. Judgy right now. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's not about Sony Michelle or James White or Todd Gurley, all right? It's not about CJ Anderson. It's about James Devlin, because without him, <laughs> the Patriots do not run the ball anywhere near as effective as they've been doing. The last four games, they're averaging over 180 rushing yards per game, and that is because 
of James Devlin, Dev Devlin's amazing ability to block, to open running holes for whoever's on the field with him, for mostly Sony Michelle. And look, you might be thinking, okay, but teams know that they are going to run the ball when Sony Michelle and James Devlin are on the field together. It doesn't even matter. It they still matter. can run the ball. They're still effective running the ball when that happens. Look. The Patriots, they kept the ball away from the Chiefs for 23 minutes longer than, than the Chiefs had the ball. Look, that is all they had to do to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field was run the ball effectively, and that's exactly what they're going to do in this game too. Mm. It's, you know, compelling. it's cute, Colleen, that you think you've figured out why <laughs> the Patriots offense works so well on the ground. But – what you don't realize. Tell me, tell me. What don't I realize, Dan? What you people, but specifically <laughs> Colleen, <laughs> okay. don't realize that it is reductive to just say James Devlin is the guy. <laughs> because what you don't realize mm -hmm. is that this offensive line, do you understand how absurd? It is the biggest miracle of the Patriots. Not the 40,000-year-old quarterback or the mean old grump wizard coach or any of the other greatness around the Patriots in this dynasty, did you know that this offensive line – no, you don't know. I know. You mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. Do you realize that their, their cap hit is less than $15 million? Mm -hmm. The entire line, they, that, that's absurd. That's, that's, that's insane that they are this good, and it's a collection of mid- and late-round picks – and, and you know you know who gets a lot of love for the off offensive Dante Scarnecchia. We hear that all the time. <laughs> Hall and, of Fame. And that's great. That's really great. He's uh, coming back next year. They announced he'll his 44th never die. season. That's great that Dante will continue to coach forever. Uh, but that is the miracle of this team that they collected. Uh, Trent Brown is a former seventh-round pick. Joe, is it Tooney or Thooney? Is the Tooney. H silent? Tooney. That's what I thought. I you should feeling. know that, Dan. Like Third-round pick. Uh, Shaq Mason, a fourth-round pick. An all-pro. Marcus Cannon, a fifth-round pick. They have a cap charge that is equal to Russell Okun, period. And that is the secret that nice they've, been able to, they've been able to bury, uh, put all this money elsewhere on this team mm. and still have a top-flight offensive line. What you people don't realize is this game is won in the trenches. You guys don't know that. I do, but now I'm teaching mm. you that. You people mm. don't have our research notes. Well, James Devlin's an extension <laughs> of that. <laughs> you that people was, don't know. That was great. You guys have been dancing all around this. Yeah. But what Colleen especially doesn't know, <laughs> and, the rest, and what the rest of you naive little Jackines <laughs> don't understand. Colleen doesn't know anything. <laughs> Why is this all of a sudden an attack on me? You people, I'm done with you people. <laughs> Welcome back. What you clowns, <laughs> what you naive little Rapscallions oh, right. oh, no. don't yeah, realize <laughs> is the Patriots have a tell. If this was poker, they have a dead giveaway. Every time Sony Michelle's on the field, they run the ball. He played 34 snaps in the last game and ran the ball 29 times. This is a giveaway. And just because the last two defenses weren't good enough to take advantage of it, Wade Phillips is one of the best defensive coordinators of all time. This team is going to be prepared. They already know they're gearing up for the run. The Rams are going to stuff this running game. Mm. I love what's coming. I mean, I had no idea. I didn't realize that, but I'm, I feel enriched having known that now the Patriots will be one-dimensional and easily well, combusted on and offense. And there's no, there's no other group like Michael Brockers, Ndamukong Sue, and Aaron Donald. Those, that, that is the best beefy group in the league, and what you people don't realize, they're playing a little differently in the, in the playoffs because Ndamukong Sue and Donald aren't trying to make as, make as many big plays. They're staying in their lane and stopping the run. Did mm. you realize that, Colleen? Yeah, I did yeah. realize that. <laughs> That's well. new to me. Um, Mark? You little nerds. <laughs> Five deep on a football opinion show. I'm not going to even go there because all these topics are so weather-worn at this point. So much erosion around this little rock formation of your little football opinions, you highfalutin nerds. I want to talk about the city that we're in, Atlanta, that we've only been here for a couple of days. Where am I going to eat dinner? Where am I going to drink beers? Where is my materialism going to be shown in high ribbons all over the sky as I spend the company's money left and right? Mark's Do a you communist, know that just miles from here, in 1969, Samuel Jackson, the renowned actor, held the father of Martin Luther King Do you mean hostage. Samuel L. Jackson? Samuel L. Jackson. You're the first person not to use the initial ever. Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> held the father of Martin Luther King hostage at Morehouse College 
as a student because he wanted a better curriculum. And then he was kicked out of the school for two years because they held a bunch of people hostage in this building for hours on end. And then two years later, they let him come back and finish his college education. All's fair there. But then also, just a couple more miles from here, way back in the day, a sports nugget, Babe Ruth hit a home run in a place called Constellon <laughs> Park, Old Ponce, which now is inhabited by a Whole Foods. Where there is now a Whole Foods, you can go buy your expensive dishes. Mm. Babe Ruth once hit a home run. The I knew that none of you were going to come up with that because I was going to go offensive line too, and I was not. I had nothing left <laughs> offensive line. Wow. What I had no idea. Wow. What you don't realize is a baseball naive. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, I, who worked at Baseball Weekly? It wasn't you, Wes. Babe Ruth <laughs> finished his career with the Braves, the Boston Braves. Well Ouch. enough. Do you know the name he was, the team he faced when he was here in Atlanta hitting that home run? <laughs> I, I don't. What you people don't realize well, is what, What Mark. you little clowns don't realize <laughs> was that that minor, that minor league team the paper. was the home of the Atlanta Crackers. Really? Yeah. It's problematic. Wow. I don't know if it, refer, it might, have re- might have referred to uh, Weird time. an edible, an edible product, a snack product. Well, yeah, it was, it, was a tough, it was a tough, you know, a couple hundred years there for America. Yep, you people don't realize that. What you don't realize is that Greg has a deep well of knowledge of American history. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. The segment was fine. It was good. We had fun. Solid. It was all right. I would have gotten pro Rams with mine if I knew it was all coming. If I thought we were maybe going. I think we were all sort of on the same wavelength with that. I would say what would be a good challenge for you, Greg, the rest of the week is just to only talk about the Rams. If you want to really yeah. stretch your legs a little I'm bit. Right, that's what I'm writing about. I didn't want to cover the Patriots. I'm, I would, you know, give a little Dante Fowler love. The bellhop at the hotel broke down the game for me. What did, uh, what did he have to say? He, he had a Caribbean accent, came into my room, put down my food, and said, oh, I'm a big Falcon fan. Patriots are in trouble. This game is played indoors, not in their home field where they beat up on everyone. He thinks that the home field is, is a big – factor here and that the Rams are going to win. Now, what we're going to make, uh, I like where he's coming Tell from as well. Um, we are going to save our predictions for our Thursday night show. That will be the proper Super Bowl preview episode in a, uh, with a twist because it will be, yes, at City Winery here in Atlanta, a live show. We're really excited uh, to connect with the fans here stateside. Uh, and then that show will go up probably, Erica, what, like late, late Thursday, early Friday, something like that. Uh, so look for that. That will be the next podcast uh, you get. And, again, Super Bowl now? Tomorrow. To- today. Super Bowl today. tomorrow. Super Bowl today? Yep. Is, uh, you, you can catch us on NFL.com, uh, 12 Eastern, the next three days, Wednesday through Friday. Uh, and then, of course, Sunday night, our Super Bowl, Super Bowl recap episode. I think the sixth that we've done together as a show. So that's always fun as well. And the last. This is it. Do you have breaking news? No, what, I'm just what you people don't realize <laughs> is that this podcast is almost done. Is that what you're saying? I said the last. I said and the last. That could mean a lot of things. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts, Colleen. You, you're, you came back. You've once again proved that you're um, not what? only uh, in- Tell me. intelligent and football <laughs> savvy, mm-hmm. uh, but you're a charmer. And uh, that takes you a long way in life. What what uh, what are you saying? That it's just on charm that I've built my career? <laughs> I mean, I said two things directly before that. That's all that's I heard, fun. though, Dan. <laughs> Great to be back. You're be- you're going to be with us for the Super Bowl now, I yeah. you said. Which I, Super I Bowl know. today. Okay. Super Bowl today is the actual name of the show. We have brand yeah, new Yeah, I'm going to hang out tomorrow. What you kind of guys know, they're going to rename it to Super Bowl Wow. <laughs> Wednesday through Friday. Um, Erica, any final thoughts about uh, Greg's attack of you earlier in the show? Thumbs down. Just the thumbs down. It's all. It's all love. And pounding her fist. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good get fight. You. Come that get would your whooping, Rosenthal. Ricky against Greg. <laughs> Scrappy. We can brutally take each other down uh, with words because we know we mean none of it. Oh, no, way, to, way to amp up the drama for the show, Greg. <laughs> yeah, and there apparently there's some um, uh, football uprights downstairs. Wes and I were kicking around the idea of well, kicking around hey. the ball. Uh, hey, let's see who could kick the longest field goal. And I'm going to take down Wes because uh, cancer, it really uh, took a pounding <laughs> oh uh, to his, mus- oh, yeah. his musculature. And I think that's going to allow me to defeat him in a field goal uh, contest. And, and you're wearing sneakers, and I don't know what, 
Well, yeah. it doesn't have to be today. At some point this okay. week, we're going to uh, get out on the old football field. And, Mark, you'll join us Greg, and show us what you guys. Those are really you nice can, shoes, You're going to want to turn on your Dr. Rainmaker for this event. I want to see it. I'm not even going to participate. Like, if it was a wrestling match, I would take my chances against Wes, but kicking a ball, no way. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I love being <laughs> the underdog. Hey, be, uh, hashtag bet against us. Yeah, bet against me, Greg. All I'm right. not. That's I'm it. I'm with you, buddy. This is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, Connie Fox, the old boss, Ricky Hollywood, sitting crisscross applesauce. Till Thursday night at City Winery! You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.